seated. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, the joy and focus of our adoration, the one who provides for us direction and conviction, who leads us and inspires us, who shares with us ways, Lord, we can be your instruments in this community in which we live. We thank you this morning, Lord, for your holy word that speaks to us even in our dreams, reminding us of your faithfulness and our response to be faithful to. So, Lord, set me aside and speak to us once again this morning. Let it not be my voice that's heard, but yours. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, I talked to my mom this week a little earlier. It's probably good to know I'm in communication with my mom, and she might even be listening this morning. She had an appointment, and it was canceled. The office called and said the lady who she was supposed to meet with was headed to Omaha. Her husband was a baseball coach with Ole Miss, and she didn't want to miss out on the events that were happening. I know. It's all right. Arkansas is coming right now, Byron. So Thursday night after Ole Miss beat another SEC team that I won't mention for you and made it to the finals of the College World Series. Y'all knew I was going to talk about this this morning. And made it to the College World Series championship game. I got a text from a close friend. He went to Ole Miss. His son was at Ole Miss. And the son said, Dad, let's go to Omaha. And the dad said something he's never done before and said, sure, let's go. No tickets, no hotel, nine and a half, ten hour drive. And Friday morning they left for Omaha. I heard about another friend, too. Her mother had died about a year ago. Her dad had a class reunion and decided, you know, I can go to a class reunion another year, but I might never be able to go to Omaha. So let's go to Omaha and off they went. A once-in-a-lifetime experience. Each person chose to live the dream, a memory they will never forget. Sometimes we're faced with crazy choices or decisions that seem improbable for us to answer. Sometimes we're faced with opportunities that are thrust upon us. Our decisions are even questions that we are presented with. Our responses, our actions, even our inactions can make all the difference. Are you living the dream? Where would you go? What would you do? What would you do differently or your dreams seem to be fading we've been dreaming a lot at Emmanuel lately and we're seeing that dream become a reality today I want us to refocus that dream 
Our emphasis on growing forward and strengthening community is about creating opportunities for people to realize their dreams. And I imagine that many of them might be a little more simple than ours. Are we a church that's becoming more like the world, as I quoted from annual conference last week? Are we a church that's helping the world become more like the church as we are called to be? For that to become a reality, we're going to have to wake up from living our dreams and embrace the dreams that God equips us with. Solomon. Do you remember Solomon from the New Testament, the son of King David? Solomon had a dream, and today we get to listen in on his dream with God. What was his dream? What did God ask Solomon, and what did he offer Solomon? And what did he challenge Solomon to do? Maybe for us, it's the same offer and the same challenge. God gives us. Join me in our scripture this morning coming in the Old Testament out of 1 Kings chapter 3 verses 1 through 15. I invite you to join me in Bibles you brought with you. There's Bibles on the back table if you like or your devices this morning online. I encourage you to get your Bibles and follow along this morning too. 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 1. Solomon made a marriage alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her into the city of David until he had finished building his own house and the house of the Lord and the wall around Jerusalem. The people were sacrificing at high places. However, because no house had yet been built for the name of the Lord. Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statues of his father David. Only he offered, he sacrificed and offered incense at the high places. The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for that was the principal high place. Solomon used to offer a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I should give you. And Solomon said, You have shown steadfast and great love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love, and have given him a son to sit on his throne today. And now, O God, my Lord, you have made your servant king in the place of my father David. Although I am only a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a great people so numerous they cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and evil, for who can govern this your great people? It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. God said, Because you have asked this, and have not asked for yourself long life or riches, or for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, I now do according to your word. Indeed, I give you a wise and discerning mind. No one like you has been before you, and no one like you shall arise after 
you. I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honor, all your life. No other king shall compare with you. If you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your life. Then Solomon awoke. It had been a dream. He came to Jerusalem where he stood before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. He offered up burnt offerings and offerings of well-being and provided a feast for all his servants. This is the word of the Lord for us, the people of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do you ever wake up and you can't remember your dreams? Confess, yes, we do that. Dreams can leave us anxious. Dreams can leave us confused, or if we happen to remember them, can leave us excited and even hopeful. Dreams are often a way that God spoke directly to people. And I think God still is speaking to us today in our dreams. Remember back in Scripture, several dreams that we heard where God was speaking. In the beginning of Matthew 1, Joseph had a dream not to dismiss Mary quietly because she was pregnant, but to marry her because the child that was conceived in her was done so by the Holy Spirit. There's another Joseph back in the beginning of the Old Testament in Genesis 37 that he had a dream that his family would bow down before him. And that dream became a reality in the sense of when he went to Egypt and taken not only his own will, began second in command and later saved his people during the famine. The prophet Daniel in the Old Testament had many dreams and interpreted many dreams. Cornelius had a dream in Acts 10 to go and find Simon Peter. And he did, and he listened to his message, and he was converted. It's in today's dream that the Lord appears to Solomon, asking him what God can give to Solomon. What if God appeared to you? What if God appeared to you tonight in your dream or this afternoon in your Sunday afternoon nap? If God said, what can I give to you? What would you ask for? Solomon was the son of King David. David had passed away, and now Solomon has become king at a young age. Solomon acknowledges his inadequacy and incapability of being the king of Israel on his own. Look at verse 7. I'm only a child, he says. I do not know how to go out or come in. But, uh, but Solomon understands his role. Go back to the beginning of verse 7. And now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in the place of my father, David. For our dreams to become God's dreams, I think Solomon gives us an example to follow. Actions in which we can enact. Three things that Solomon offers us this morning. First, Solomon acknowledged, he acknowledges that his role has been defined by God. God is the one who has made him king. Second, we see the emphasis on the word servant that Solomon makes. Solomon knows that all he does should be done to serve 
the Lord, that God is the focus of that service. And third, Solomon acknowledges how he's to live out that dream to serve others so that their dreams can come true too. Is it only Old Testament kings, ministers, or missionaries that God calls? No, I think he calls each one of us to carry out a specific role in this life at this time. Many of you have answered that call in leadership of the church and teaching our children, our youth, and helping with worship and teaching in other capacities. Some are new. Some are finding your role and your way and place in the church. Some perhaps feel that your dreams are fading away and your time of service is over. Perhaps you feel like Solomon, inadequate to carry out that role. I think it's only after we understand our role and who has put us in that role that we can adequately live it out and experience the fulfillment that God provides. I think Solomon understood this. And it was defined by the God he sought to serve and the people who he sought to reach. Because it wasn't Solomon's dream. It was God's dream. What did Solomon ask for the Lord to give him? An understanding mind to govern your people. The ability to discern between good and evil. Solomon knew his role. He knew his God, and he knew what he needed to carry out for the role that God had called him to do. Solomon presented his request to the Lord. It wasn't for personal gain, but it was on behalf of the kingdom that God had gifted him to serve. It all began for Solomon in a dream. A dream where Solomon sought what was after God's own heart, And God blessed Solomon, not just with the wisdom he sought, but with life, long life life, and treasures, as long as he sought the Lord. How often in life do we sometimes find ourselves seeking things other than the Lord? The life pleasures or worldly pleasures in which we are faced with. Each day as I come to work on a billboard at 40 and 240 is a huge billboard about the lottery and the numbers as they keep growing we think oh how awesome would that be but we realize not only are the chances rare but the life of those who experience the lottery often end up broken in bankruptcy worse off than they were at the beginning we have an opening in us that longs to be filled But the filling is like food. Hours later, we are hungry again for more. We need something more satisfying. Something that the world can't offer, but something that only God can. Any dream's fulfillment begins one step at a time. At our annual conference that we recently just experienced, the closing worship's always a meaningful time for me. It's a time of renewal and rededication and looking forward. I began my sixth year with y'all, 
and many blessings and dreams and excitements that we have shared together. As we continue to look forward, I think we have more dreams to become a reality, one in which we sit in, but others in which God calls us to live out so that others may live the dream too. My dream is that this church, that Emmanuel, will be a center of spiritual renewal for us and for this community in which we live. That yes, people's basic needs will be met, but even it will be deeper that people of all ages will be fed the word of God, equipped to be Christian disciples and connected to groups where they can be supported and held accountable. I dream that not only do our children and youth have a safe and nurturing and fun place to gather and to learn and to grow, but they're led by passionate adults who have an insatiable love for God. My dream is that every member and worshiper would be in ministry by making a difference in the life of the people, but finding a place in the church and in the community to be connected to in ministry. My dream is that we can eradicate the debt and all our resources will be pulled into missional outreach and we're on our way. My dream is that the cycle of dependency of those who come to the church will be broken. That those who come for help, that those who come to the food pantry no longer come anymore because the needs in which they have have been addressed and met by this community in which we live my dream is that god will give the leaders of this church the wisdom the wisdom to keep us focused on the mission and ministry of the church and not be distracted by the influences that seek to make the church more like the world what's your dream what's your dream for your life. What's your dream for this church? Not been dreaming lately? I encourage you to start. I encourage you to ask God. Scared of what that might require of you? It's not about you. It's about God. Something keeping you from living the dream? Maybe it's time to let go and let God. I don't believe Solomon's the only one God asked what he could give him. I believe he asked each of us today that same question. We can keep looking for the bottle with the genie in it in the sand. We can perhaps think the lottery can offer us Something it can't. I don't think Ole Miss will. I don't know. Hopefully they will. But I can't count on them ever making it to Omaha again. So now's the time. To put our excuses away. To recognize our inadequacies. And to take a road trip that God is calling us to take. My favorite verse I've shared with you before. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. and all your ways acknowledge him. 
and God will direct your paths. Let us make our needs known to God. He wants to know it. And He will direct our paths. Let us put our dreams into action. And when we do, not only will we be living the dream, but others will have an opportunity to live the dream too. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit.